0: This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Keith Wright is uh, set to join us right here on this MLK Day. Keith, Sid, Janae, and Rudy, how are you? Happy MLK Day.
1: Good evening. Thank you for
2: having me. Keith, how are you? Good. You you know, um, I haven't talked to you in a while. That's because I haven't seen you on the subway like I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Keith, you know, I, I David got off too quick. And I didn't get a chance to ask him, but I did talk to Inez. Um, and I know your father was a legend also, you know, and I'm assuming that he had contact with Dr. King and that you too may have stories that you could just share with us that maybe your father told you.
1: Well the only story um uh that I can really relate to you is that I'll never forget I was nine years old and i was um it was a hot 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 august day and uh early in the morning and I think it was a Saturday uh, my mother woke me up and she said, "Come on, come on, come on, let's go down we gotta go we gotta go I said, where are we going? don't worry about it so I was a sleepy nine year old kid been the so next thing I know, we're in our church basement and next thing I know, we're, we're getting on a bus. I
2: know where you Loan went. Behold, I couldn't go. I was, I was too young, but my father did go.
1: Yes. Lo and behold, we end up down in Washington DC for the March on Washington. And, uh, wow. and, 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 and of course, you know, I was a nine year old cranky guy, but it didn't matter. I was with my brother and my mother. So it didn't, didn't really care. Uh, I don't think my father had uh, a lot of interaction with um, Dr.
0: Well, let me ask you this, though. You were nine years old on that epic day back in 1963, the I Have a Dream speech. Your baby. That's right. But were you still, were you, uh, nine years old is kind of just at that range where you're old enough to appreciate something so powerful. Were you inspired or not yet?
1: Oh, no. I I didn't realize what I was doing because I went to a, um. I went to a school. I went to an all-white school, actually, right. and although it was in the middle of it, it was just at the beginning, I guess, of the civil rights movement. Um, you know, I had really no idea where I was going, and the impact really didn't, didn't 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 have an effect upon me until I got a little bit older, let's say in my teens, Gotcha. when I was starting to uh, uh, go to demonstrations and picket, uh, you know, in uh, picket uh, locations, and then it basically really manifested itself when I was when I was fifteen years old and when the black students took over an administration building in the school that I went to.
0: What school was that?
1: Uh, up in Riverdale called Fieldston.
0: Gotcha. I know it well. Absolutely I lived in Riverdale. Okay. You're jenny. Right. Mr.
2: Wright, jenny Butler, how are you sir? Um hey, how so, are you? yeah, I'm great um so your father right um known as cut him loose bruce right so how do you feel today about the bail reform and how where it's where there's it's necessary to a degree but then we we all these problems how do you feel about it knowing like you know coming from where you come from and where your dad was you know in a place where he was trying to make change with with letting people go
1: I'm concerned for I don't know however long our American system of jurisprudence has, has been in effect, we have had bail deform mm. uh, rather than bail reform. How many times do black and brown people were they locked up, uh, 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 you know, with uh, just locked up and, and the key was thrown away without? And, and, and you got to remember the Eighth Amendment provides that bail shall be used not as a not as a uh, incarcerating sort of uh, mm-hmm. measure, but just as a measure to get somebody to return back to court.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so, as far as I'm concerned, we had bailed deform in this country, and now I'm glad to say that the pendulum has gone uh, back the other way to a certain extent.
0: Right. Yeah, it's uh, gone too far the other way. That's another another, another uh, well, discussion. <laughs> yeah, way too far.
1: Think. That's uh, what some people think. Right. No, some I think, think are, that. Right? Listen, yeah. how many times have I seen friends of mine... Being, uh, uh, you know, uh, being, you know, incarcerated until their court appears. Now, listen,
0: that, 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 I'm not arguing that. And, and believe me, yeah. when Alice Johnson was let go, I, I celebrated like everybody else. But I'm sorry. There are way too many violent acts committed in our city every day because of this ridiculous bail reform that you just can't make an argument for. Not logically. So there's got to be a happy medium. It's not there right now. Not yet. This is a very dangerous city. Keith, I want to ask you about uh, Martin Luther King, though, in terms of how he would feel yeah. not about the white community not about our country, but about the black community. How, what would Martin Luther King Jr. say today if you had a guess about the people in the black community?
1: Well, I think that he would be very proud to a large extent, especially among the inroads that we have made uh, on the legislative uh, level, on the ele- a judicial level, and on the executive level as well. Uh, I think he'd be very proud, but I also think that he would think that there was much, much, much more work to do, uh, um, because you know, listen, not everybody, not everyone is free, especially among Black folks, and even among you know. And Martin Luther King was very inclusive. You know, he he was about all people. Uh, yes, he was Black, and he was fighting for Black civil rights, but he was fighting for civil rights for all folks uh, within the United States of America and beyond.
0: All right, Keith. Well, listen, thank you uh, so much for hopping on uh, this uh, this special day. I, I just wonder, what what do you do on this day? I mean, obviously, yesterday was his birthday, but we're celebrating today. What do you do, Keith? I mean, do you go back? Do you weed something? What do you do to really
1: celebrate this day? You personally. Oh, well, listen, I've done um, – um, I'll never forget taking my kids – uh, always, and, and whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or 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 Martin Luther King's birthday, yes, I would make the political rounds. Yeah. But also, we would go and um, and feed folks. Uh, that's what we cool. we would do, and because uh, it is a day of service and it's a day um, of, of, of trying to lift up your community, and that's what I've tried to do, especially in my 24 years in the New York State legislature, and especially now as the current New York County leader.
2: You know, Keith, I think what we have to do more of, and I did it when my kids were young, on Martin Luther King Day, uh, is uh, play some of his tapes, easily pulled up now on the Internet, and especially that speech uh, that you heard as a uh, Mm 9-year-old, because I don't think we do it enough. And this generation now that we're looking at, yeah. are clueless, completely <laughs> clueless.
1: To a large extent, just there. are. That's a, actually really
0: good advice and something that we should do. You're right, uh, Rudy. Hey, uh, Keith, thank you so much again for hopping on today. God bless you for all your service, and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll do this again very, very soon, buddy. Thank you so much. I look
1: forward to it. Thank you for having me.
0: My man, Keith Wright, here on the Cats at Night show. Sid Rosenberg, in for John Katz and Matidis.